You're listening to Connecting the Universe from Mike Ricksecker and ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Welcome, everybody, to Connecting the Universe. I'm author and researcher Mike Ricksecker, back at you in the new year, 2024, with another fascinating show in the secret library of the Connected Universe. Yeah, the backdrop is a little bit different today, um, changing things up a little bit. The the desk, the maps, all of that, that's, that's still over there. <laughs> Uh, it's still part of the secret library, but I'm changing things up a bit this year since uh, it, it's a new year. Um, a lot of things are shaking and moving uh, over the next uh, couple months. This month is a lot of preparation work for. I made a post the other day on social media when I was flying, and um, you know, it was basically just coming back from Jen's house in Rhode Island and just said, you know, um, what did I say that uh, always on the move and uh, just kind of, you know, put out there that um, that this was an important month. Everybody thought I was filming somewhere that I was, you know, out there filming a television show or whatever. I was like, no, I was just going back from Jin's house. But this is a very important month. There's going to be a lot going on. So those that are uh, members of the Connected Universe portal, which I guess we're time travelers now, time travelers the Connected Universe portal. Uh, be on the lookout for that. There's going to be a lot coming your way, especially. So do want to uh, let those know that are listening to the podcast version of this later to please join us every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time for the full Connecting the Universe experience at ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Members of the Connected Universe Portal, of course, get the after show following this. That is on the member side. On the uh, community in the community area, there's the secret library area and there's the community area. So it's in the community area. Uh, you also get the uh, sneak peek and behind the scene videos, monthly Q and A videos, exclusive articles, insider travel blogs, including ancient Egypt, American Southwest, Ireland. You get the Mike's morning mug uh, videos and all that wonderful stuff. All this and more. ConnectedUniversePortal.com. And there's the app too. So uh, members get the app and you'll get the notifications right there on your phone. Uh, also do want to put out there, since we are rolling into the new here, new year here, and we have uh, the Egypt trip coming up here. It's only a few months away now. So uh, those that want to join us, it's not quite last minute, but we are getting down to the wire here, April 16th to the 28th, 2024. You can find the link to that at my website, MikeRicksecker.com. Uh, for the price, it is an amazing tour. I've seen some other ones that are going from anywhere from like seven, eight thousand dollars upwards to ten and twelve. Uh, this doesn't even touch five; it just barely comes in under five. I'll say that, um, but uh, you know, it's it's really, really great bang for your buck. All right, a lot of comments already coming in in the chat here. I did like that uh, Victoria threw out here, Team Tim, for our friend Team. Tim Schoen, who passed away here uh, two or three years ago now. Jeez, it's uh, time has flown. Uh, but uh, he always liked the uh, you know haunted road roast to helps young ghosts. When I had the the packs of uh, coffee, and there was a uh, a meal, and I'll have to post this here soon. Uh, that actually did a piece of artwork from the shadow dimension where I turn around and say haunted road roast to helps young ghosts. I, I should do it for the Tim voice. Uh, hunting road roast helps you hunt ghosts. You always got a kick out of that. 
So, uh, yep, a lot of people in the house. We have uh, Tom McNicholas is here, uh, The Strange Road. Catch out, uh, catch my interview with them on their podcast. Uh, they have reposted some uh, little video clips here and what have you uh, of that interview. I posted it to my uh, Facebook and my social media earlier today. So check that out. Uh, Stacy Comiskey is in the house. There's Jen. Greetings and salutations. Absolutely. Uh, Crow Mill S. Great to see you. Uh, who else we have? Jason Thompson's in the house. Hello from Atlanta. Haley Stack is here. Great to see you. Haley N.A. is in the house. So quite a few people. Great to see you. We'll continue to do some shout outs as we go along. All right. So we are starting off the new year. You know, we started off New Year's Day with some really weird stuff. With, and we're going to get into it. It's not what I'm going to start with. But the alien invasion at a mall in Miami, we're going to get to that. But that's how the new year started. So may as well do. And there is Alina. Uh, great to see you, Alina, our, our chat moderator. So we may as well start off with uh, with aliens, extraterrestrials, UFOs, all that uh, to start the year. I was going to start with uh, some more you know, ancient historical stuff. We're going to do that next week. But let's go ahead and uh, and get into all of this. All right. So I posted yesterday because Dan Aykroyd is uh, back in the news again talking about uh, UFOs. He was on a really what what they had brought him on is it was on uh, Fox News is where he did this at because he and uh, George Wynn and James Belushi and uh, a few others are doing this uh, you know, six drinks that made history sort of thing. So like different beers, wines, you know, alcoholic beverages, what six of them uh, that you find throughout uh, history. And so, yeah, it's kind of cool. There's Norm sitting in a bar with a beer. Again. <laughs> so they're really kind of pimping that. Um, but they got into the UFO conversation again for a brief minute. And so I'm going to go ahead and play this clip because uh, they asked him about this first before they got into the drinks. thing. I have some I have some different video clips tonight that we're going to cover and we're going to go over. So uh, here's good old Dan Aykroyd. So on Friday, the House good. is going to receive a classified UFO briefing. You said you've seen four of them. Tell us more about it. Well, the most spectacular one that I saw was about 50 feet uh, uh, away from me uh, and on the 23rd floor of a hotel in Montreal. There were no lights at all. It was just a big gray object. It looked like a, the Macy's Day Parade balloon because there was no balloon uh, there in Montreal in February when I saw it. And, and my friend and I were sitting there and she looked up and said, what's that? We looked out the window and there was this big gray object, 100 feet long, 50 feet high with it looks like a bunch. It looked like a bunch of grapes underneath it, you know. And it just sat there, and we got a good look at it for about um, maybe a minute and a half, and then it kind of turned slowly, no sound, and it just drifted off. We ran out into the hall and saw it drift over the St. Lawrence River. Now, that thing was not a helicopter, was not a meteoric bolide, was not any kind of aircraft. Uh, it was right there, present, right in front of us. Whether it was occupied or not, wow. who's operating it, I don't know. I can't say that, but I know what I saw, and I know sure. I had a witness with me, and I know that that was a. A very vivid, vivid sighting. Yeah, it kind of cut off there at the end. Maybe I lost a few seconds when I did the editing. So, yeah, he's revealing. He's seen, I think it's up to four different UFOs now in this one. Okay, outside a hotel room in Montreal. Uh, and what's interesting about Dan Aykroyd talking about these things, he's a very likable guy. Um you don't really have any reason to to doubt this guy, you know, other than if you're skeptical about the UFO phenomenon. You know, the way he's uh, you know, he's always seems very approachable. He's a very likable guy. Uh, you know, he doesn't really seem to blow a lot of hot air. You know, he's talking about some really significant things, but he's not like blowing it way out of proportion. He's just like, this is what I saw, you know, and and leaves it at at that, and. You know, and we'll see this in the uh, Men in Black video too, where he's like, "Hey, you know, I don't have any answers for it. This is, this is what I saw. I saw what I saw. This is what happened." Now, some people have 
you know, tried to say, uh, you know, this was on my social media. There are a lot of people that commented on that uh, particular post. And I haven't been able to get to uh, responding to all of those comments. Uh, but, you know, the, the couple of deterrents that were out there, you know, talking about, well, you know, hey, it's one thing for him to be sitting in his hotel room and see it. And, you know, his friend uh, that was there saw it as well. But, you know, nobody else reported it. Nobody else, you know, there's no photo. There's, you know, nothing. You know, we just have his word to take for it. And in a, a lot of cases, that's what it comes down to, you know, do we trust the person enough to take their word at what they saw? And it's almost like, you know, let the guy say his, his piece, let him say what he saw. You can take it or leave it. You can believe it or not. If you want to believe it. Awesome. If you don't, well, you know, that's, you know, that's your choice as to whether you want to believe it or not. But I almost feel like sometimes some of these different kind of, these different skeptics get like uh, Lucius Malfoy in the uh, second Harry Potter movie when, you know, Harry hands him the, uh, uh, the, the diary. And he's like, you know, I, I believe that, you know, you would put this into Ginny Weasley's uh, cauldron when we were at Flourish and Blotts at Diagon Alley that day. And Lucius kind of leans in and says, why don't you prove it? Which of course he can't. And I think a lot of times that's the, the way some of the different skeptics come off. Is they come off as Lucius Malfoy in that moment. Why don't you prove it? And it's like, well, you know, how can you? Yeah, and sometimes you get so caught up in the moment that you don't think to take out a camera. And Tom McNicholas is down in there and you he, he can attest to, hey, that that day that we all saw, you know, five of us. Uh, looking at a apparition of a little girl in a hallway and we're just like trying to coax her to come closer. None of us thought to take out a phone or a camera or anything and get a photo. You just kind of get caught up in a moment and then it's like gone like that. You know, it actually goes by really, really quickly. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, land, uh, love Dan. Uh, yeah. I love to see him on your show there. Uh, strange road. Absolutely. Um, and Victoria, yes, yeah, sometimes you're speeding down the highway in a convertible and no one else sees it. We're going to talk about that too. You know, there's, I think that there are certain reasons as to why some people may see an object and others don't. Uh, we're going to get into that here in a little bit because I have your, uh, your clip, Victoria, from the after show last time. So we will talk about that. And uh, yeah, Haley, we're going to talk about Miami here uh, after the, the other stuff here, kind of uh, ramping up to that. Uh, and, and I didn't hear about it. I haven't been too focused on UFO these days, but I want to get into it again. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's been a big topic here of late because now the government's getting involved in admitting there are things in the skies that you know, we can't explain. The funny thing to me about that is, you know, they're they're making it sound like this is this is news. This is something that um, I mean, it is news, but something that's new to our uh, our culture. You know, it's almost like you know they take it. Like UFO started in the early two thousands, and now this is a new phenomenon. Well, no, we have been talking about this for decades and decades and decades. So to kind of ignoring all the early stuff, which is a really, really interesting uh, dichotomy when it comes down to the research. So when you have people coming out uh, in these congressional hearings, you know, and they're talking about some of the different things like, you know, finding crash remains and, and stuff like that. Well, we've been talking about that since Roswell. You know, people have been reporting things in the skies actually for millennia, you know, even prior to Roswell, prior to Kenneth Arnold and the Flying Saucer, uh, which was before Roswell in, in all of that. So, um, so it's interesting how the way the government is starting to handle it. And we talked about the arrow reporting system back in November. So we'll direct people back to, to that as well. Okay. I did mention that this isn't the first time that uh, Dan Aykroyd has talked about this type of uh, phenomena. So, and not just UFOs either. He doesn't just you know leave it to that. So he has, has been doing 
a, a new show now called uh, The Unbelievable, which is great. So he's, you know, talking about different topics that he's always wanted uh, to discuss. And he tried to do something like that 20 something years ago. Uh, you know, it was back in the, well, go figure, in the early 2000s. You know, before it was a little bit more acceptable to talk about these things, he was putting a show together. And so I'm going to go ahead and play that clip. And this is the uh, on, on the Men in Black. Well, what happened was we, we, we sold the show to uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, and uh, it was called Out There. And I basically interviewed all of the people that I admired uh, in various fields of study, like uh, Colin Andrews from the Crop Circle Movement, uh, Linda Moulton Howe, the expert on cattle mutilations, John Mack. The last show, the last show we did, I had both Bassett, who uh, has the, the UFO time clock, and then... Oh, kind of cut out here on my end. Let me, let me try that again. Well, what happened was we, we, we sold the show to uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, and uh, it was called Out There, and I basically interviewed all of the people that I admired uh, in various fields of study, like uh, Colin Andrews from the Crop Circle Movement, uh, Linda Moulton Howe, the expert on cattle mutilations, John Mack. The last show, the last show we did, I had both Bassett, who uh, has the, the UFO time clock, and then... Greer, both Bassett and Greer were there. They were my two guests for the day. Well, the show was canceled that afternoon. And um, I was outside in, before I knew it was canceled, in between the interviews. And uh, I was outside and Britney Spears called me because she wanted to, me to be, appear on Saturday Night Live with her. And so I picked up, I was outside having a cigarette, the phone rang. Uh, I, I, oh, Brittany, how you doing? Oh, sure, of course I will. I turned away like this. I turned back and there was a black Ford across the road, a black Ford sedan. And I, I was trying to look at the plate and the plate seemed kind of like fuzzy. And I was, you know, definitely a police car. And two guys were there and a big, big, tall guy got out of the back seat. And he stood in the street on, um, on 42nd Street it was. We, we were at 42nd Street and 8th Avenue. And he looked right at me. And literally, I mean, I was on the phone. Hey, oh, sure, of course I'd love for the show. Saw the Ford, went back like this, turned back like a half second later, and it was gone. And that car did not go past me. It did not make a U-turn because I would have seen 42nd Street. I would have seen that thing take a U-turn and go away. That car vanished. That car was a cloaked vehicle of some type. And whether this was like a warning to me because the guy cut out of the backseat, gave me a real dirty look. That car vanished. I know what I saw. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, was, it was just this fast. It was, oh, hi, Brittany, sure. Oh, of course, I'd love to. Do. God gives me a dirty look. Oh, well, sure, car gone. That's what happened. And uh, then two hours later, uh, we were told we were not to continue taping, and the show was canceled, and none of them would air. Was that, uh, was that an MIB experience? I don't know. But I do know I, I, did, I did turn back a second later, and I, you know, it takes so long for an automobile accelerating from zero to 40 miles an hour to reach the corner of 8th Avenue and 42nd Street going past me and then pulling a U-turn and going out towards Times Square, I would have seen that car. And I looked around. I mean, I, I was looking for that then. It was gone. Yeah, so that kind of dates it right there. For one, you know, he still has his hair color. And two, he was on the phone with Britney Spears talking about you know getting a gig on Saturday Night Live. That's how long ago the incident was, um, you know, but still a really fascinating story uh, concerning the MIBs, concerning the men in black, and that uh, right after that instance occurred, that all of a sudden the show got canceled, and they had taped all these shows. They had taped all this stuff. Um, he had talked about, I don't know if it ever came out, because he had talked about you know, packaging things up on a DVD and, and maybe releasing it that way. Um, I don't know if that ever occurred, but, um, but yeah, here was this entire show where they were talking about all of this different type of phenomena, sees the men in black, boom, gets canceled. Um, you know, Victoria's asking, what about the big aliens in Vegas? Not too long ago. We're going to touch on that a little bit when we talk about, uh, Miami. And I see that you guys are uh, down there talking about, you know, triangle areas, uh, Victoria and in Texas and Tom, there are 
at the Lake Michigan Triangle. Yeah, and we see that type of heightened activity around these areas that are considered triangle areas. So like the Alaska Triangle, which Alaska Triangle has been making a comeback there on uh, on Travel Channel. They're going to be airing some more episodes again here uh, this weekend on the 13th and I believe the 14th. So uh, Saturday, Sunday, catch catch some of those. We still only got two seasons, but uh, but Travel Channel likes to air those episodes during the uh, during the winter there. Uh, but yeah, what's fascinating with the uh, with the Men in Black in this particular incident, uh, you hear a lot of different stories about you know what are the Men in Black? Who you know who are they? What what was their function? Are you know, are they a you know, shadowy government agent? Are they extraterrestrials? Are they interdimensional beings? Uh, are they paranormal in nature? And I always take that back to the story of Albert K. Bender. 1952, he had founded the International Flying Saucer Bureau. This is like during the big UFO flap when you know, the UFOs are seen over uh, Washington, D.C. and all these other sightings uh, around the country and around the world. And so he had uh, put together this organization to study this uh, phenomenon and had this newsletter that he was putting out there and publishing surrounding it. Now, this organization, the IFSB, had gone international within the first year. So uh, office there in the UK, office in Australia. And got to think about this now. This is long before the Internet, 1952. Uh, even doing things over the phone, very, very pricey, expensive to be making long distance calls and things like that. So people really did things more by you know regular post, you know, snail mail sort of thing. So for him to go international in the first year and have that type of organization going on is really, really impressive. And then all of a sudden, poof, he shut it down, like out of nowhere. And he didn't give an explanation as to what happened. People tried to you know, prod him for that information. They had their ideas and speculations and you know, kind of what people speculated was true. He finally was forthcoming about it in the early 60s when he published a book, Flying Saucers and the Three Men. And said, yeah, it was um, really it was the men in black. But here's the story that he told about it was that uh, he had come home from uh, being out one day, went into his room and materializing through the wall were these three shadowy hat wearing beings that had glowing eyes and smelled of sulfur. And they basically told him, you need to. Stop what you're doing. Just shut it all down. Stop poking around into the UFO phenomenon. Now, his account talks about these beings being extraterrestrials, that they were here from somewhere else in the universe. They were collecting resources, essentially water and other things, down in Antarctica. They were on a 15-year mission. They were in the middle of this mission. And he was not allowed to say anything about it uh, and not go poking around and prodding until their 15-year mission was done, which apparently ended in the early 60s, which is you know when he decided to come forward with the book. So he's talking about them being extraterrestrials. When I first heard the story years ago, I would, you know, shadowy, you know, dark shadowy beings, they're wearing the hats, they have glowing eyes. I'm like, oh, these are, uh, you know, these are the shadow people stories that we always hear about, you know, the you know, the hat wearing ones, uh, you know, hear stories of that all the time, you know, the, you know, either wearing fedoras or top hats or other type of hats, wide brim hats, you know, all kinds of stuff. But these are the ones that are wearing the fedoras. These are, these are the shadow people. And I have my book, A Walk in the Shadows. I tell this story in there as well. Other people hear the story and they say, well, no, these were the men in black. So it's almost like we're kind of talking about the same thing in some sort of context here. Uh, you know, they very well could be paranormal, supernatural in nature, interdimensional, extraterrestrial. They could all be that in one shot. How so? Well, simply, um, you know, extraterrestrial civilization that has billions of years on us could have long ago developed technology to be able to travel interdimensionally and arrive to our planet. 
you know, and some of the traits and characteristics that they would exhibit would seem paranormal or supernatural to us. You, know, you think when uh, you experience a technology that you don't quite understand, a lot of times you believe it's magical in nature. So like if we went back in time with a lot of our technology and devices, um, you know, ancient people would think that to be something magic, supernatural, mystical, that sort of thing. So uh, we could really all be talking about the same sort of thing here. All right. So that's the, uh, that's the men in black. Now I've been talking a little bit. So Victoria's down there in the, in the chat room of the connected universe portal. And uh, I've been talking a little bit about her. Well, during the after show, so members of the connected universe portal, or time travelers from the connected universe portal, that's what we're calling ourselves now, <laughs> or that's what you guys are being called now. Uh, that was that was put to a vote, um, and a few people did respond to that, and I like it. But those members, after our uh, weekly. Uh, Wednesday show, there's an after show within the Connected Universe portal where we talk and discuss a little bit more. There might be additional material that I present and, and what have you. And our final show of 2024 in which uh, Victoria did an astrology reading for the year. Highly encourage you to go back and watch that. Uh, that came out, what was it, December 13th, something like that. A um, lot of interesting things. But during the after show for that, uh, we talked about her UFO encounters, which we kind of alluded to at the beginning of the show and never really got around to telling it during the show. So we'll go ahead and play this clip and then we'll get uh, back to some of your questions and comments here too. Now, what we did not do during the show, we alluded to it, but we never actually got there, um, was your, your UFO story. Oh, which one? I have so many. Well, um, the one where uh, the everybody was watching the road except for you. Oh, okay. Well, when I lived in Arizona, <laughs> I had a Ford Mustang convertible. And damn, did I not use that convertible every day. Um, going down the 101 was not like the Schlitterbahn because we decided that's a water slide here in Texas. It is the <laughs> Autobahn. And people don't drive. They aim at you. And so it's defensive, you know, and people are just zigzagging. And it's deadly to get on the 101 in Arizona. So, of course, I was on the 101. I had bar back and I had my Diet Coke. And, you know, I was driving top down, you know, <laughs> having a good old time. And Sky Harbor, which is the huge airport, was on my right-hand side. And the Superstition Mountains were on the uh, left. And I lived over in the East Valley, which was over by the Superstitions. And I was driving down the 101, just having a good old time. And I saw, it was like the picture you posted. It was the Chevron and it had the black lights. It was in the middle of the day. I had my top down, you know, and I couldn't hear the music. So, cause you know, top was down. So I didn't have the radio on, but it was going over quietly and it was just drifting and I'm looking around and I'm pointing and everyone's like, they're not looking at me. They're trying to get wherever they're going. Um, and watching the road and there you are. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't kill yourself. <laughs> You're saying everybody's got to, you know, the, the way that they were driving. And you're just, hey. Yeah. It's deadly. Yeah. Well, and it made me, because it was in the middle of How'd the day. How did you not get taken it, out? <laughs> the UFO was protecting me, apparently. Oh, um, there we go. I, I don't know. It, no one else. I was tapping the brakes and I was pointing. And, you know, I'm in a convertible. You can see yeah. me with my blonde ponytail and my scrunchie. You know, like, look, look. And no one's looking. And nobody caught that. Wow. No one else saw it. And it was. Or at least that you knew. Over. I mean, maybe there was somebody and you just didn't know that they caught it. Because they you, just didn't care. you were driving. That's true. Yeah. With my Diet Coke. <laughs> but you said that's not, the, the that's not the only one that you've had. No. Um, well, you know, the first one I had was when I was two. And I, I think, <laughs> excuse me, I think I've told you that one. Um, when the extraterrestrial showed up in my bedroom and I didn't know, I thought it was a fairy godmother from um, Sleeping right. Beauty. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize this. Um, this other one was um, back when I was pregnant and I had to go to the doctor because it was a high risk pregnancy and I had to go to the doctor every week. And so this one time I was going to go to the doctor and then go have dinner or have lunch with my husband. It was exactly, you know, 20 minutes to get from the doctor to where he worked. Mm -hmm. um, and I left in plenty of time. So I should have gotten there 15 minutes early. 
So I'm going down and it's in Houston, you know, which which is the trash capital of the world. You know, we have these huge streets and bayous and Whataburger wrappers everywhere. And it's just the trashiest town. Um, and so I'm coming up to this huge intersection, which is three lanes one way, a bayou and three lanes going the other way. And it's the same going across. It's, you know, Beach Nut and Chimney Rock. It's huge. And it was like at noon and I pull up and I'm the only car there and I'm looking around this time, not in a convertible. Um, and it's the cleanest I've ever seen. There is no, there were no grease stains on the streets. The yards were all mm. manicured, no trash anywhere and no other cars. It's like, well, this is weird because it's a Wednesday at noon. Yeah. And so, you know, so I'm looking up cause I had a little compact car and I'm looking at the, uh, the red light and just beyond the red light, I see, um, something small, silver and round and it. You can tell it's shimmering. So it's spinning colors, you know, mm -hmm. or it's spinning because the colors are changing. And I'm like, well, that's a UFO. And so again, I'm looking around, nobody's there, you know, I'm like, damn it. You know, the one time I want to point it out, you know, and so I'm watching it and I look down through the red light and I look up, you know, I'm doing this thing for a couple minutes. Yeah. You know, it stays there. Finally, the light turns green and I'm looking around. There's still nobody around. Damn it. So I go through the six lanes of intersection, you know, I look up and it's there. And by the time I crossed over the last lane and got to the other side of the road, I looked up and it was gone. Hmm. Was like, wow, that's just weird. And as I drove closer um, <laughs> to uh, to where my husband was working, I started to notice it was getting trashier and oil scenes were everywhere. Like, uh, yeah, people, people don't take all care. came of back. Yeah. yeah. So I get to, um, to where he's working. He's like, where the hell you been? I'm like, well, you know, I went to the doctor, came straight here. There was no traffic even. So, you know, I should be 15 minutes Quicker. early. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, you're 40 minutes late. I had to go to lunch already. Oh, so you had I'm a like, time loss incident. Well, yeah. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I drove straight here. I didn't even stop other than that one red light. It was straight down beach nut. I didn't yeah. stop. I didn't think about this until a few years ago when I was on a podcast and I was telling the, the host and he's like, okay, okay, Vic, let me get this right. You're pregnant. <laughs> you see a UFO and you lose 40 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I never thought of that. You know? Yep. All right. So uh, thank you for indulging in that. It was a little bit of a longer clip, but that's a sample. That's an idea of our after show, at least when we do edge of the rabbit hole. Um, Victoria and I are kind of bantering back and forth in there. And uh, when it's when it's just me, it's a little bit different. I guess, but uh, that's an example of the uh, Connect Universe portal after show. So a number of comments down here. We're going to go back a little bit here because uh, a number of people kind of tuned into the whole uh, Albert K. Bender story, like as I was about to say it. So like uh, Nissan Master, that's crazy. I said Albert K. Bender right before you mentioned him, uh, which is pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're all kind of on the same wavelength. And uh, this does happen too. Sometimes the uh, um, different smells like sulfur and other things will occur during uh, some of these uh, occurrences or uh, hat man being MIB, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Cosmic Chris says, anybody in this chat, I highly recommend uh, you researching Albert K. Bender and his book. He literally is the godfather of ufology. 90% of UFO stuff started with him, MIB, Antarctica, sulfur, etc. Um, yeah, and I also recommend trying to find the um, the thumbnail here. It, it's buried in my computer somewhere. The uh, documentary, Who Saw the Men in Black? It's a uh, Darcy Weir film. I'm featured in it talking about the Albert K. Bender story. Uh, Richard Dolan's in it. Uh, Rick Doty is in it. A couple of others. So uh, it's really a, a deep dive into the whole uh, Men in Black phenomena. And uh, also there's Albert K. Bender's books, Flying Saucers and the Three Men. Uh, so, yeah, yes, I own it. <laughs> it's not a very thick book either. It's a, it's a pretty quick read, but it gives you a lot of insight into uh, what he experienced and also, uh, you know, ufology and the, that type of research and the way it was conducted back during the 1950s, the very early days of, of all of this research. So, uh, definitely encourage you guys to uh, to take a look at that. Flying Saucers and the Three Men. All right. Um, so getting back to uh, Victoria's story. So 
I, I kind of was joking around with her about, you know, how, how did you not crash, you know, your car and you know, how is it nobody else was, you know, had noticed this thing? You know, why weren't other people looking up? Now, given the way that she described that particular road, it sounds like a good thing that people were concentrating, even if they were crazy drivers, probably a good thing that they were concentrating on the road while Victoria's like, oh, look at the UFO. Um, the question is, did it protect her in that moment? I, we we could speculate a lot of different things, but it's interesting to me that you will have uh, occurrences like this where you will have somebody see it and the others around don't. So um, the skeptics against, uh, no, even be a organization, skeptics against, <laughs> skeptics against Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> um, and, and saying that, well, you know, where's the other proof? Where are the other people that, you know, saw? Where are the photos? You know, where are the other witnesses? All that stuff. Well, maybe there's a reason that they didn't see it. It could just very well be they weren't looking in the sky at that particular moment. Okay, that could be. Uh, you know, people are busy running their lives, doing a lot of different things. And they might not be taking a look up. You know, they might be trying to, they could just be crossing the street, buying a hot dog, you know, looking at their, how many times do we see people walking around these? I do it too. Uh, just, you know, you know, playing around with the, I'm sorry, they're playing around the phone. You know, they're looking down, right? Um, yeah, the angle of the camera, since I've moved, everything's a little bit different than what I'm used to. So um, trying to adjust for, for that. But yeah, uh, people are looking down at their cell phones a lot and not looking up at, at the sky so much. So, you know, in Victoria's situation, a lot of people are, are driving there might not necessarily be looking up there, up at the road because they want to take a look at, uh, or not looking up at the sky because they want to concentrate on the road. But then in other cases, you know, I believe that some of this stuff, especially the, the things that are more interdimensional in nature, we almost tune into it to a degree that, um, you know, I'll again, go back to the story I mentioned earlier, five of us looking down the same hallway, looking at an apparition of a little girl. And we all, again, nobody, you know, thought to pick up a camera or a cell phone and snap a photo for one, but two, we all saw her a little bit differently. The guy saw her fully formed from her head down to about her knees and she dissipated away. Others saw her almost like in reverse, fully formed at the feet on up to her shoulders and the head started to dissipate away because we all have a different uh, personal resonance about us. Uh, you know, standing resonance uh, for a human is about nine to 16 hertz. Changes between standing and sitting. Also, depending on what you're doing, people fluctuate uh, between those ranges. But, and everybody's a little bit different. You'll kind of like settle into your own little range within that. Um, so everyone's a little different. Of course, the entity, the beings, the other objects around us, other moments in time, all have their own resonance frequency vibration as well. So you could be looking at something like, what in the world is that? Because your, your consciousness, your energy is tuning into it person standing right next to you is not and so they don't see what you see or they might see it a little bit differently than you do so victoria seeing this now she's had and she's down there in um well she's in the connected universe chat so victoria has any uh additional commentary on it i can always throw it up here on the screen uh, for those that are watching the public part in uh youtube land She has seen and had experiences with several UFOs. And, you know, there was a visitation there when she was two. So something is continuously interacting with her. And we see that with a lot of experiencers as well, where it's not just, you know, a one and done experience, that there are different experiences throughout their life. And it may involve, um, craft and could be different craft. It could, uh, you know, be beans and, you know, various types of beans. It could be a, a mixture of, uh, of both kinds. 
you know, I've seen, you know, for me, I've seen a lot of different shadow entities throughout my life, different types of ones. Uh, every once in a while, like an apparition sort of thing, but that's a lot more rare. I've seen that I know of one UFO. So it's not like I've seen a whole, you know, fleet of, of UFOs or anything like that. Um, so different people see different things. And so that could be why, you know, somebody over here has seen it and the masses just aren't, you know, with, uh, with, with Dan Aykroyd, you know, it could just been the right moment, right time, right place. Boom. He saw it outside his window. So, um, I don't have a reason to doubt him. He doesn't have an agenda. So at least not that I know of, <laughs> um, Victoria is asking, okay, Andrew Perrin keeps telling me I'm a hybrid. I don't know, something in the eyes. Um, so yeah, there's that idea that um, there are human extraterrestrial hybrids out there, that there's um, things that they've been doing with humans to almost make like an interspecies sort of thing. So um, Kentucky Ghost Searcher says, hi, I'm a ghost hunter in Kentucky. I love your channel and I like uh, I like stuff like this and I got a lot of ghost stories. All right. Thank you for joining us tonight. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, NA says if they're telepathic, like some cases, maybe they can telepathically, telepathically make you see what they want you to and see. That's another idea too. So, um, kind of like that idea of you're, you're seeing something with, with your third eye that are they, uh, revealing something to you that is on a totally different wavelength that you can see, but others around you can't. So it's a, yeah, same type of concept there. Absolutely. All right. So let's get to, we got about 20 minutes left in this. Kind of going to wrap it all up, but let's go ahead and talk about this Miami alien invasion. What in the world was this thing on New Year's Day in Miami. So the clip I'm going to play is from Fox 2 News in Detroit, actually. But they have an interesting dialogue, uh, interesting back and forth on this. And they do bring up the uh, the Vegas incident as well. And then we can uh, you know, discuss uh, a bit more about what in the world happened down there. Miami police clearing up some conspiracy theories about a recent invasion. On New Year's Day, a large police presence was caught on video surrounding a mall in Miami. Perhaps you saw this, a video posted online claiming it was due to an alien sighting in that area. So what really happened? Look at that police presence. That's yeah, for a, a fight. Lot. Come on. Uh, police say a group of 50 teenagers started a fight after setting off fireworks, looting. The alien, in air quotes, in the video was really just a tall person walking. It was not. Who said that? Where'd that come from? It's according to police reports. Police did not say the alien was just a tall person. Uh, well, I said the tall part. The alien, no, they said it was just a person, just a person uh, walking. A nine-foot person? Well, this does remind me of other stories where you guys have believed that. Um, remember that story? Was it Vegas where yes. the aliens were in the backyard and then they got. Remember that cell phone video? That, Gone. Right. No video of it. Gone. And these, the claim from the Vegas story was that these 10 foot uh, creatures then got eight, into. Eight, nine, or 10 foot like <laughs> human like creature. Yeah, eight, nine, or 10. And then they got into some SUVs. They took the top off. Some the black yeah. SUVs and drove off. But now how'd they fit in there? They took the top off the Jeep. That's why I said that in advance. They, I knew oh, you were gonna top try off. To, yeah, you gotta take the top off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was like an extended G-Wagon or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do you guys think happened here? Uh, a couple things. With this alien situation, it is interesting <laughs> that they are all tall. So we need to start considering that now in terms of our knowledge of aliens and when six, they come. So, mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're only 5'6 in your earthly body because we know <laughs> there's some things we question about Lady mm -hmm. Sintifanti. But it is interesting now that the news that does come out about aliens, just in case we thought they were little tiny green men, mm. these are some tall bad boys. So we might want to think about what our approach would be 
if something was to happen, sir, I yield to you. Now, am I supposed to give my opinion based on Ryan or Monty the person or through a filtered lens? Well, we're going to take your, your we're, we're going to take your journalism hat off. Okay. Wait, wait. Take it off. off. Take it off. Hold on. Go back to. There we go. Oh, there we go. Thank now you, give us the Ryan Armani uh, version of what you think went down in Miami. Ladies and gentlemen, we are being tested. Uh -huh. <laughs> As a people. Mm -hmm. That is what I think. Yeah. We are being tested. Who's testing us? The government. For what? Testing us to see how we would react as a people to such an encounter. All right. So, yeah, interesting dialogue back and forth there on uh, in, in Detroit about what happened in Miami. And that was uh, Fox 2's news up there. Um, yeah, the official police stance on this, what, what they reported was, look, it was essentially a riot. There were 50 kids there that were fighting amongst themselves, uh, creating a ruckus. There was looting going on, and they were shooting off a bunch of fireworks. So, you know, this was like a major situation that they had to contain. We're not talking like a schoolyard brawl where you know, there's a couple guys pushing each other around and that sort of thing. No, 50, five, zero uh, kids were pushing each other around. And then with the fireworks, you know, people thought that they were hearing gunshots uh, when they were shooting off the fireworks. And you, you think if you're on the other side of, of the mall and you hear like a, a couple of firecrackers or something like that go off, you might think gunshots. And in today's society there's so many active shooter situations and they have happened at malls that people are phoning it in so that is the uh police the official police stance on that from from miami um really interesting and fascinating how you know, you take it, it was a serious situation and you take a piece of video and you look for a shadow. And if you look at that, it's, it is kind of hard to see. It is a tall shadow, but you would have to do some video forensics on that to, to figure out, okay, what's the angle of the light? Now, they were saying it's it's shadows of you know people that are you know walking back and forth or even some of the police that are walking in that area. So you would have to do a video analysis of, okay, if there's, you know, a, person there say you know five ten six feet tall whatever if the uh, light post is up there and it's angled at this certain angle what is the length of the shadow that uh it would create you, you can you can calculate that out you could math that out and so we would have to sit down and do it or you know you, you take the word of of the police and and what they said there so um i had all kinds of people <laughs> hitting me up about that uh you know were you know, were they you know aliens were they were they shadow people i got um that question as well because of the fact that they were casting these uh you know giant shadows and, and this sort of thing you know, were these uh you know shadow people that were invading the mall um here's the thing i just kind of put it this way and um again I, I'll, I'll say this let me preface it with this it's great that we're able to have this conversation these days. Okay, the fact that the, these three people are sitting there you know, on a live news broadcast and seriously talking about this. Now, the, the one woman, obviously, you know, she was like, you know, I, I don't believe any of this stuff. And you two, you know, bring up a lot of these things. Um, the, and I, I'm sorry, I don't know their names, but the uh, one woman sitting there in the middle who was, going, who was talking about, oh, yeah, these are some big boys coming in. Um, and just listening to some of the different, the way that she had talked about some different things. Um, and there's a, uh, a, a part of the clip that I didn't play because it just went on into some other stuff. Um, it, it sounds like she is you know, really into to metaphysics. So... You know, the fact that you have these people that are having this discussion like this on a live news broadcast these days is major progress because this was something, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years, you would, you're not going to have it uh, on a news broadcast. Every once in a while, you might like Phoenix Lights might make news or something like that. But something like this in which, you know, the police immediately came out and said, no, 
um, you know, this was just a, a disturbance with, with all these kids. It, you know, were, it was an internet hoax, that sort of thing. Um, that would never have made the news like that. But they are having this discussion back and forth between Miami, the sightings in Vegas. And then what's interesting about, about Vegas is that the video footage disappeared. So we really don't know uh, what happened there other than the stories that have permeated since about um, now, did they get into SUVs? Eh, I don't know. It's kind of like what I was trying to lead up to here. If extraterrestrials are going to come to Earth and make themselves known, they're not going to start by shopping at the Gap or Hot Topic. I just don't see that like, oh, hey, don't mind us. You know, we're from, you know, planet uh, Zeno or whatever out in, uh, you know, some other galaxy. We're just going to take a stroll right through here and um, hit Orange Julius and, uh, yeah, and and then hit Nordstrom's or something. I, it, that's just not happening, okay? <laughs> um, maybe one day after, you know, a lot more has been revealed and become acclimated and, you know, we'll have, you know, our extraterrestrial brethren, you know, walking the streets with us and we won't bat an eye about it. Uh, but for that to be, you know, first thing, it just doesn't, I won't say first, but for, for that to just be a thing, I, I find that a little bit hard to believe. Um, so, you know, I'm chalking the Miami thing up to, a an internet hoax uh but i think the positive takeaway that we have from that is the fact that we are able to just really freely have this type of discussion now in that we're not it's not taboo like it had been before um joe rivera wonder if remote viewers uh looked at this mall incident it would be interesting to see what remote viewers uh may have come up with about it i haven't heard anything about that um victoria's asking do shadow people make shadows if a shadow person sees its shadow will there be six more weeks of winter okay um part of that was in jest but you know it's it's a good question do shadow people make shadows so and the, the shadow being itself is an occlusion of light. So it's it's the way that we are viewing their existence. It's the way our eyes are really not receiving light. So when our eyes, when we see this world, right, uh, we're seeing a very narrow part of the spectrum that's out there. You know, our animals around us are able to see a lot more than, than we. We're actually taking more light from the sides. Uh, I've talked before about averted vision, so more light comes in there. The um, it's where the, the rods are primarily focused at and the cones in the front, uh, which are more like the you know, high-definition camera of, uh, of the eye. So that's why sometimes you see something in the corner of your eye, you look, and it's not there. Uh, doesn't mean it's not there. It's just, you know, we caught the light of it out of the corner, but the front isn't going to take it in because it sees a little bit differently front and side. So with the the shadows themselves, it's like, okay, how is, how, how are our eyes receiving it? How is it receiving, uh, you know, the reflection of that light bouncing off the object and then into our eye? Well, it's not really at all, right? because it's there might be a bit transparent kind of a long way to say that you don't really hear of shadow people casting shadows and it's because of the way that our eyes are really viewing the shadow to begin with you know um it's something that we're still trying to figure out and understand because it's not just the shadows okay um because that's the way our eyes are viewing something that's materialized into this world that, sure, it could be a human spirit. It could be an extraterrestrial. It could be an interdimensional being. It could be an astral projection. And so we see a lot of these things in different ways and in different forms. It could be a solid 
shadow could be translucent shadow could be something shimmery uh could be you know not so much a shadow, but like, uh, you know, apparition could be a fully formed apparition. Again, could be something translucent, could be wispy. We see, we see black mist, we see um, white wisps, you know, all different kinds of things. And it's just the way our eyes are viewing something that isn't usually native to our dimension. All right. So kind of, yeah, a little sidebar there. All right. What else you guys have down here? Because we're getting down toward the end here. Um, yeah, how do you get the uh, men in black attention? Um, apparently asked Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, that whole incident where he kind of got glared at by that guy and then boom, they were gone like that. Yeah, so During the big UFO flaps of the 1950s, well, late 40s and into the 50s and uh, in the 60s there, the really big thing that would happen a lot was if there was a, uh, if you reported a UFO incident, then you would be visited by the men in black. Now, sometimes these were actual government agents from a quote-unquote shadowy agency. Um, so these days would come out of like the CIA or the NSA, that sort of thing. Um, I worked for a while for the NSA. So people have joked before that, you know, I was, I was a man in black. I wasn't I supported some of those guys. Um, uh, Rick Doty has talked about, uh, knowing some of the actual men in black. And so yeah, that there are factions of the government that have those particular guys. Uh, but then there are those men in black that are more of like, what Dan Aykroyd saw, something that was there and then not. And then you have the ones that are you know, like what Albert K. Bender saw that have a lot more going on, that are more extraterrestrial in nature, that um, may be more interdimensional. And with, with Dan Aykroyd's account there, where he saw them and then they were gone. And he likened it to some sort of cloaking. Well, maybe throw this one out there. And, you know, you notice how I kind of pointed right there, travels through time. Could have also been a form of time travel. So if these individuals, these men in black, have some sort of time travel technology, they could have been there manipulating something that was about to happen sounds like dan's show um that they didn't want to to air for whatever reason because it was really really too ironic that that happened and then the show got canceled so was that show going to be too early for its time you know now he has you know the unbelievable on history channel or again, he's talking about more of this stuff. So it's more of what, yeah. You know, again, I didn't, I never saw anything without there. Then he had more of the UFO stuff with that. Um, so was it just kind of too early? You know, now he has this particular show. So, um, and it's not exactly what out there was, but was it one of those where you know something was about to happen with that show it was going to get released? We don't know how it was going to. You know, the type of reception that it would have had. Maybe it was, you know. The, has anybody seen Fringe? You know, with the, with the observers and, you know, how they were essentially travelers from the future coming back, watching and observing how mankind was doing things and, you know, they would manipulate some things, right? So is that almost what was going on here? Was it almost like a fringe moment where the observers were uh, coming into the fold, making sure his show didn't take off because it wasn't time for that to happen. So that was always a fun show because there was always somewhere in that episode, there was an observer. So it was kind of like a, um, a little scavenger hunt. Sometimes it was like quick like that, like, oh, observer. It's good stuff. So, all right, let me see if we have any last uh, comments or questions here. Um, there, You guys have a lot going on here. 
So let's see. Uh, Mary Beth Reimer's in the house. I see some people. Uh, Tom and Victoria came over from, um, from the Connected Universe over to YouTube land. You're going to we're going to go to the after show. So you're going to want to go back to uh, Connected Universe portal side of it. Um, yeah. Love Fringe. Absolutely. All right. Um, so in a said, I've seen a solid shadow that you couldn't see behind it. I've seen a shadow on the wall that wasn't attached to anyone. Interesting. Interesting. All right. And um, yeah, Cosmic Chris, as you described it perfectly in your new book about how the eyes see shadow people. I appreciate that. So, all right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Jason, I appreciate that. Great show. Good night, everyone. Absolutely. So those that are listening to the podcast version later, again, please join us out here live every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you can, on the YouTube side, um, you get the first hour of the after show. That's connecteduniverseportal.com. That's everything else that, uh, that we do. So, again, everyone have a happy and safe New Year 2024 is going to have some amazing things going on. So, all right. Till next time, time really exists. <laughs>